Welcome to Boys of Summer. This is your host, Paul Arnold, and I know it's not summer. It's fall, feeling like winter, but hey, what Christmas season podcast would be complete without my two buddies who love baseball more than practically anything in the world? That's Eric Braun and Gene Gums. Gene, first of all, how's it going out there in cold Connecticut? Well, you know what? It's uh, it's not too bad. It's in the mid thirties tonight. It's not snowing, and that's all I care about. It's you know, as long I I can deal with the cold. I just can't stand the snow. Yes, and it was twenty seven degrees here in Michigan, and I had to put in a new garage door opener. So much fun! And oh, ooh, nice. <laughs> and of course, Eric's out there in Houston, Texas. And Houston, Texas had what high today, Eric? I think we hit eighty today. It was stupid hot. It's like, come on, that's just not fair. Oh, you're complaining that's too hot, Eric? Really? Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm a runner, man. We we do not appreciate... This is the time of year where we don't go out and come back completely soaked with sweat. And the humidity was like 95%. Ugh. So it was miserable. Oh, so Merry Christmas. Rough. No, thanks. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, give me... I mean, I don't want like a foot of snow like they had in Kansas City today. That game was awesome, but... Uh, uh, but I would I would appreciate you know maybe a high in the seventies low seventies sixties that'd be that'd be fantastic. So yeah. would we. <laughs> <laughs> well, to get this podcast started, I need to do a public service announcement. First of all, just to let you know that if you download our podcast from the Great American Man podcast, we're going to discontinue that uh, umbrella starting in January, and each one of these podcasts will be known underneath their own podcast name. Um, so just search for it under iTunes, and you'll find us. And tonight we're going to do something a little different. We're going to talk about baseball, some free agents, and some gifts that some of these teams need for about 15 minutes. And then we're going to have some fun talking about Christmas specials on TV, Christmas movies, our favorite cookies. And is there unwritten rules of gift giving? Because there's definitely unwritten rules to baseball. So we're going to start off, um, let these guys weigh in. There were three big free agent signings uh, just recently. Garrett Cole went to the Yankees for seven years, excuse me, for nine years, $324 million. <clears throat> I tried not to choke on that one. Steven, St- Steven Strasburg went back to the Nats for seven years, $245 million. And Anthony Rendon went to the Angels for the same price, seven years, $245 million. So, Gene, who got the best deal? Wow. Uh, you know what? I'm going to say the Angels did and, really? and, uh, with, get, with getting Rendon. And here's why. Uh, Steven Strasburg is a a walking disabled list poster boy. Yep. Uh, you know, he's been on the DL a lot. Garrett Cole, I understand he's 29 years old, but again, with a pitcher, you're signing him to a nine-year contract. No pitcher has ever been signed to a nine-year deal. Now, perhaps he'll be the exception to the rule, but this guy, it, look, look what the Red Sox had with Chris Sale. They thought they were getting the greatest pitcher ever, and he's been nothing but hurt the last two years. This is a huge gamble, I believe, for both New York and for Washington to sign pitchers to seven- and nine-year deals. I'm not sure it's going to work out. Anthony Rendon hits the crap out of the ball. And, uh, and, and to put him in that lineup now with Pujols and Trout, uh, I think the Angels are really made out well here. Eric, what do you think? Yeah, I have to agree. I mean, yeah. plus, I mean, with all, all, I agree with everything Gene said, but also, I mean, you know, uh, Rendon plays every day, so you right. know, the the pitchers are there once every four or five days, five days for the most part nowadays. But uh, yeah, now the Bumgarner deal that went down today—that's a—that's only a five-year deal, um, and I just love Bumgarner. But uh, well, yeah, but 
and and that's for a modest. I tell you, I mean, it's a modest, a modest, <laughs> right. a, a modest seventeen million dollars a year. You know, instead of throwing you know thirty and thirty-five million dollars a year at these guys, I mean, they got Bumgarner, who has been one of the most reliable pitchers in the last several years. He goes out there every fifth day, throws two hundred plus innings every year, and they got him cheap as as as, as it goes to get an ace. Right. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's it's ridiculously, it's monopoly money, but at this point, seventeen mil is a bargain. Well, Baumgartner's 30 years old. Zach Wheeler got signed by the Phillies for a five-year, $118 million deal. What's a better deal there, Wheeler or Baumgartner? Baumgartner. Yeah, I agree. You know, I mean, look, I like Zach Wheeler. He's not, you know, he's not bad, but he's Madison Baumgartner's a better pitcher. And, by the way, Madison Baumgartner can hit. Uh, I mean, he sure can. You know, but, I mean, Wheeler pitched to, a, to an ERA of four this year. He gave up more hits than innings pitched. Um you know, he strikes out a lot of guys, but this is a guy that, you know, gets lets guys on base. So I'm not sure uh, that, the you know, the Phillies think they're getting an ace. I'm not sure they're getting an ace, mm-hmm. but, you know, they're, they're getting a good number three pitcher, in my, in my opinion. All right. The Braves did something interesting. They signed two sort of has-been pitchers, Cole Hammonds for <laughs> one year for $18 million and Rick Porcello for one year for $10 million, I think. No, Porcello went to the Mets. He didn't go oh. to the Braves. Oh, made a mistake. Yeah, Porcello. There. All right. Yeah, Porcello, Porcello went to the Mets. Which one will have a worse season, Gene? Porcello worse, or Hamels? A, a worse season. Yeah, not better, worse. Ooh. You know, that's a tough one. Uh, my gut says that Hamels will have a worse year. I think Porcello, look, Porcello still threw 200 innings last year. He still had a winning record. Uh, you know, he had a tough year because he was trying to do some different things. I don't know. I this is a guy that just a couple of years ago won the Cy Young and went went twenty one and four. Uh, I'm going to say Hamels is going to have a worse year simply because he's older. That's that's what I'm going with. But he plays for the Braves, which is a pretty decent team. Yeah, but the Mets are pretty good too. You know, the Mets are going to be okay. I think if they if the Mets Mets could have a good bounce back year if if uh, if Robinson Cano comes back and plays the way he's supposed to play if Nimmo and Conforto. St- healthy you know I think there's they're still going to be pretty good and with that pitching staff that the Mets have mm-hmm. uh, I think you know I think they could be pretty good because don't forget now a lot of the pressure is going to be off Porcello he's going to be like their number three or four starter yeah you know they've got Syndergaard and DeGrom and uh you know ahead of them so you know, a lot of the pressure is going to be off him I think well I saw Porcello pitch a lot for the Tigers before he went to the Red Sox and I saw the stat today. He's only one of two pitchers to make at least 32 starts in the last four years. Eric, do you have an idea who's the other pitcher? Uh, uh, I'm going to go with Verlander. You are correct. (laughs) There we go. So when Porcello was coming up with the Tigers, he had the same sort of build, and everybody thought he could be another Verlander. Trouble is, Porcello has a lot of innings on that arm, even though he's younger than some. He's been really consistent, though. I mean, mean, he's had some off... Time, but like you said, he's an inning eater. He's been around. He's been relatively healthy. Yeah, I just don't know. You know, and Hamels doesn't throw as Porcello throws harder. Uh, and I just, I don't know. And, and Hamels has a lot of innings on that arm as well over the years. So I don't know. I think, I think Porcello could have a bounce back year. And that's what, by the way, he's gambling on himself. That's he was offered a two, two and three year deals to go somewhere else. He took a one-year deal so he could kind of reset his value and go back to free agency next year because he thinks he's going to be able to perform even better and, and make more money next year in free agency again. All right. Nice. 
Well, it's a Christmas season, holiday season, and I know your favorite teams are, of course, the Red Sox and the Kansas City Royals. If you could give each one of these teams a Christmas gift, I mean, Eric, what would you give to your beloved Royals for a Christmas <laughs> gift? <laughs> well, we got a new owner already, so that's that's nice. No more Walmart legacy ownership. That's a start. Um, yeah, that's a start. Um, so, so that's a big one, but um, gosh, you know what? I... I guess we're a little late, but I mean, ever since the 2014 World Series, kind of on my wish list has been Madison Bumgarner. Uh. It's just, I just, I really, I mean, I just like his attitude and the way he pitches. And I mean, he's just, he just seems like one of those leader guys and he's just, you know, tough as nails. So I'm a little sad that he's uh, uh, not going to end up with the Royals. Somebody stole uh, your Christmas gift. Right. I mean, it would have been a wasted, wasted money on that little <laughs> talent for other the Royals are going to be in the coming year, unless something really drastic changes, which it's not. Um, you know, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's uh, I, a, a, a strong farm system, you know, is really what I what I want. All right, Gene, what it's, does the Red Sox better. need? What are, what, the, what are they writing well, to the, Santa for? Uh, a a Mookie a best ten year extension. <laughs> that's what that that doesn't break the bank, but that's. With, you know, look, if I could give one thing to the Red Sox, that's what it would be. You know, I mean, they, they have got to find a way to keep this guy there. I'm tired of hearing about talk about them trading him. You know, I just think that, that, that they need to find a way to sign this guy. It's going to be expensive with the contracts we've seen coming out now. It's probably going to cost them between 35 and 40 million dollars a year. But you know what? They raised ticket prices this year after finishing 19 games Yikes. out in the, in the American League East, they still had the tenacity or the, the audacity, I should say, to raise ticket prices. So if you're going to do that, you better find a way to stay at the top of the standings, and that starts with, with Mookie Betts. Well, my Christmas wish is that somebody would buy Miguel Cabrera away from the Tigers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no thanks. Good luck with that. Yeah, because yeah. he's you done. You can't give him away. He, he's not hustling. His body doesn't work. He's not motivated. And he's <laughs> taken so many dollars away. And now that uh, Mr. Illich, Mike Illich, died, his kids are running the uh, team now, and they're not spending the money. And so we're just are stuck in praying that our farm system will come up with some good players. And if you haven't paid attention, Detroit doesn't have any good pro sports teams right now. We're all in the dumps. So... <laughs> It's sort of a hard time in uh, Metro Motor City right now. You know, you could make the case, Paul, that that is the worst contract signing in the history of baseball. Oh, you know, yeah. I mean, they got, you know, they look, you know, I, and I don't want to kill him because I always, I <laughs> love, I, well, no, I love, I always loved Miguel Cabrera. I love the way he played. Yeah, I love the way he hit the ball, but the injuries have just caught up to him. Well, blame Dabrowski, and, man. The last three years, I mean, he has just been. Brutal, but he did uh, win the triple crown, though, which is remarkable. Well, you know, yeah, but that was in 2012. I had hair in 2012, oh. <laughs> so you know, I mean, you know, he hasn't done anything since 2016 when he hit over 300. Since then, I mean, what did he hit last year? I think he might maybe hit 280. I didn't even he, pay attention anyway. I think he, I think it was he too hit, painful to hit, watch. He had around 280. He didn't even have 15 home runs last year. Right. And and this is a guy that was playing every day, and he's getting paid a fortune. So good luck. You might. You know what? Maybe you can get somebody. You know, for a bag of balls. Well, he looks a lot like Santa these days. If we just put, give him uh. white hair and a beard. 
he's he's having a good time. I mean, yes. yeah, he's he's always out on the bases joking, and I mean, nobody nobody has a better time than. Yeah, yeah. So it's nice to watch him. So yeah, glad he's having a good time. Unless you're a Tiger, unless you're a Tiger <laughs> unless you're fan. Right. Well, let's uh, now man. transition over to our holiday special here. These guys, we're we're gonna pray they're not the Grinch and they'll go along with this. And in homage to the old Dan Patrick uh, segment where they have bracketology, I'm gonna do a little bracketology with best Christmas cookies to start off with. And I'm gonna ask these guys to vote, and then if it's a tie, I'll break the tie, and we'll come up with what we believe is the best Christmas cookie this time of year. Is that clear? Got it. Yes. All right. These guys answered. All right, Gene, what is better, sugar cookies with icing or snickerdoodles? I like them both. (laughs) You know, I'm going to go simply because it's Christmas. I'm going to go with the sugar cookies with icing because that's more of a Christmas kind of cookie. I like them both, but I'm going with the sugar cookie with the icing. All right. Eric? Oh, snickerdoodles. Always snickerdoodles. No competition. <laughs> I didn't even know what a snickerdoodle guy. was when I was growing up. What? Oh, they are so good. <laughs> All right. I'm going to vote for sugar cookies. Break the tie. What? They'll move on. All right. Next category. Eric, it's, Eric, it's 80, 80 degrees down there. You don't care. Okay. All right. Whatever. All right, we'll the, at least the, make the you hungry. The icing melts down here. That's right. <laughs> the next one is gingerbread versus... Peanut butter with a Hershey Kiss on it. I'm going with the peanut butter with a Hershey Kiss. I hate gingerbread cookies with a passion. Wow. That's a strong word, Gene. Uh, well, okay. I dislike them strongly. <laughs> How about that? Is that better? That's fine. You, sound like, you just sounded like my father there, Paul. Well, you know, Gene, <laughs> you better be good this year or if Santa Claus is going to visit yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going with the peanut butter for sure. All right. Eric? Yeah, I'll go with that. Well, did you... Did you know that they call them in some places in the country peanut butter blossoms? And I don't like that. I like just peanut, not, bu- <clears throat> peanut butter with Hershey that. Kiss. I've never heard that. I've never heard that. What, what part of the country is that? That must be like Hawaii or something. Yeah, I've lived there. It must be out west. It's the only place I've ever lived. Weirdos. <laughs> All right, we'll keep moving. Gene, oatmeal yes. rosin. Rosen. I can't rosin? talk anymore. Oatmeal raisin or thumbprint cookies with raspberry jam well i'm gonna have to go with a thumbprint with the raspberry jam simply because i don't like raisins ah eric oatmeal raisin always oatmeal of course you would yeah (laughs) all right i just had this cookie recently it was made by the local zingerman's bakery here in ann arbor oh well that's outstanding thumbprint raspberry cookie Paul, well, I mean, I'm coming to your house. That's what I know because we're making the same cookies. Hey, every year my wife well, pays extravagant amount to go to a cookie class where they teach her how to make cookies, and I yeah. get five dozen cookies come home to me. Wow, that's a beautiful thing. So, so I mean, Zingerman's could make a gingerbread cookie that we would all like. Uh, I don't know. So, about that. I'm but telling I you, I don't know. Zingerman's can make every every anything. They're this pretty is good. True. Right? This is true. All right, the last category bracket has actually three in here. All right, shortbread cookies or Buckeye balls or chocolate rum balls. What the hell's a Buckeye ball? All right, Buckeye, never ball, had a Buckeye ball is uh, I'm like from a, New England. I'm I don't wait, I'm nowhere near Ohio. What's, what's well, a, we what's, had them in we had them in Missouri. What's a, what's a Buckeye ball? Go ahead, Eric. Explain to the guy. You know, I couldn't even explain it. I I've just always eaten them. So uh, it's a peanut butter, no bake, yeah. um, like fudge in the middle, and they dip it into chocolate fudge on the outside. 
So if you look at it quickly, it looks like a nut or a buckeye. It looks like a buckeye. Okay. And every grocery store within 300 miles of here has it by the front for people to buy them. Okay. And what, what were my other choices? The rum balls? I don't like those. What was the other one? Shortbread cookies. I will go with a shortbread. Okay. With a cup of coffee, those are a beautiful thing. Rather plain, I know, but... Yeah, that's all right. Eric? Yeah, rum balls. <laughs> Sorry, Gene. <laughs> you killing me. <laughs> Can you actually get a little buzzed off rum balls there, Eric? I, yeah, I think you'd have to eat. You, you, you could, <laughs> maybe... You You'd but probably you'd have die. diabetes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I have to break the tie. I will not ever vote for Buckeye no balls. Um, so right, obviously. I will oh, vote for yeah. the rum balls. <laughs> All right, so that was mer that was just mercy, right? Yeah, it was. All right, we're going to the next level here. All right, Eric, sugar cookies or peanut butter with Hershey Kisses? Uh, sugar cookies, I guess. Okay. See now, I'd go with I'd go with the peanut butter cookies. All right, and I'll break the tie. I'm gonna go with peanut butter cookies. I am a peanut butter junkie. Oh, I'm I could eat. I, I'm okay with either one of those. I'm one of I'm one of those people that eats peanut butter like just straight out of the jar. Do you prefer Jif or or something else? Uh, Skippy. Skippy. Skippy that's natural like peanut butter. Oh, that's like the sweetest brand out there, isn't it? I, I buy the I buy Skippy the Skippy all natural. Love it. Wow. All right, the other category is uh, the thumbprint raspberry cookies or the chocolate rum balls. Gene? Well, I'm going with the raspberry ones. All right. Rum balls. All right, I'm going to go uh, raspberry. Yes, yes, I know. And so <laughs> it's going down peanut butter cookies or the raspberry cookies? Peanut butter for me. Eric. Snickerdoodles. <laughs> wow, okay. Man. Peanut butter with Hershey Kisses win. But can oh, you lose man. with any of these cookies, really? I yeah, it's true. I made I made cookies today. I made uh, I made about five dozen cookies today. Wow! Really? What I, kind? I made I made uh, white chocolate oatmeal cookies. But no raisins. And they had no no, but no, they never raisins in them. But they had dried cranberries in them. They crazy. Uh, oh, that's yeah, that's actually even better than raisins. Oh yeah, see, I like I like dried cranberries, but but dry, raisins, uh uh. With coffee, Ra or what's your beverage of choice? Everything is with coffee. <laughs> you know, when I lived in Michigan, I would get bags of uh, dried sour cherries and put those in oatmeal cookies. Now, that was fine. Oh, yeah. My my wife actually makes, well, she doesn't use the sour cherries, she, but she dries, uses dried cherries in one of the other ones that she makes. But mm -hmm. today was my day to make cookies. So and we're making biscotti next week. Ooh. So. Oh, fun. So do you guys ever limit to, like, I'm going to eat four or five cookies and stop, or two and three, or? Well, actually, we make ours because we give them away every year. Um, one of our traditions is that we make baked goods for everybody. So I like, we make cookies, and I make zucchini bread. I make my own jams and jellies during the uh, year. So if they're um, on so the naughty give... list, they get the zucchini bread? <laughs> <laughs> my zucchini bread is awesome, buddy. Oh, okay. All right. I'll tell you what. You know what? Actually, I'm going to send you some now that you mentioned that i'm gonna send oh, you some no, after no. i make it that's so nice now, now i'm gonna send you that and i'll send you some jelly and you can oh i begged for can... the wrong thing i should have said boy those oatmeal cookies were rotten man <laughs> you would mailed me that <laughs> you're right okay we're gonna move on to best christmas movies and these are movies that made it to the movie theater all right okay yep. and we'll start with and they're in brackets and sort of tough brackets now all right eric Christmas Vacation or the Santa Claus? Christmas Vacation. All right, Gene. 
the Santa Claus. Ah, interesting. I, well, you know what? I don't. I'm, I'm not a big. Uh, I'm not a big Chevy Chase guy. So, uh, and I love and I love Tim Allen. Tim Allen cracks me up. So I'm going with Santa Claus. All right, I love Tim Allen, but the only movie I can handle Chevy Chase is Christmas Vacation, and it makes me <laughs> laugh louder than any other movie, especially when he opens up the tree or when they turn on the lights <laughs> and it blinds everybody. Yeah, this is a real tough one. We're going to go with Christmas Vacation to the next level. All right. I have I have the Griswolds living across the street from oh, do me you? up there. Oh <laughs> nice. yeah, you should you should see their house. Is there a motorhome in front of them? Well, uh, uh, no, but when they turn their lights on, all the lights in the rest of the neighborhood dim. So. <laughs> nice. All right, let me go to the next one. Eric, Elf, or a Christmas Story? A Christmas Story. A Christmas Story. All right. See, you easy. can lock me out, guys, if you just get together. So Christmas story that's advances. A, that's a, that's an easy one. Yeah. yeah, it's easy. You're gonna shoot your eye out. <laughs> I watched that yesterday. I laughed all over again. So, all right, the next one, Eric, Polar Express or Christmas Carol? Uh, Christmas Carol, I guess. Christmas Express is weird. Yeah, I agree. Same thing for me. All right, Christmas Carol moves forward. Next one is old school. Gene, White Christmas or It's a Wonderful Life? Do you know I have never seen It's a Wonderful Life? Wow. Ooh. I have never seen it. I have. By I, principle you know or I, by accident? I, yeah, I have purposely avoided it. <laughs> <laughs> Just because everybody tells me it's great, and I'm like, yeah, I can't be that good. Uh, so uh, I, uh, what was the other one? White Christmas. Uh, White Christmas, I, yeah. I, yes. Just because I love that song. All right. And Eric? Yeah, White Christmas. That, wow. Uh, Bing Crosby, Bing you locked Crosby me fan out. All those, I was all, all set great, to overrule with songs. It's a Wonderful Life. One of, one of my favorite Christmas songs is the uh, the duet that Bing Crosby does with David Bowie when they do, yeah. the, little, when they do the little drummer boy. It's awesome. I love that. I don't think that was I in White that, Christmas. I hate actually. that song, but I like no, that. It, 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 no, it, I don't. You know what? <laughs> I, I'm the same way. I don't like that song, but I do. That, that version is awesome. Yeah, that was the one time that David Boy was not wearing makeup in that gen that decade. <laughs> Played it pretty straight. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, so now we get down to Christmas Vacation or A Christmas Story, Gene? A Christmas Story. Oh. Eric? Christmas Story. Ooh, it moves. For See, you guys are loading up against me now. I would have said A Christmas Story, too. All oh, right, and then Christmas Carol or White Christmas, Gene? White Christmas. Oh. Eric? White Christmas. All right, so now we have White Christmas versus A Christmas Story. So Ooh. different, but so enjoyable. All right, Gene. I'm going to go. I'm going with A Christmas Story. All right, Eric? So I should mention at this point that I have a set of Christmas Story glasses. I thought you had I the have lamp. bottle opener. Do you have the I, lamp? I have the bottle opener. At a, Do you really? Bottle opener lamp of the leg, or the bottle opener. Yeah, of the lamp. I have a <laughs> don't shoot your or you'll shoot your eye out t-shirt. Um, yeah. So I'm I'm a little bit of a fan. So yeah, uh, Christmas story. Yeah, Christmas story is so much fun. And I, even my son, who's a generation younger, obviously loves it. He loves watching it every year. I have the lamp too. My mother, <laughs> my 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 late mother-in-law bought it for me for Christmas one year. The actual lamp. The actual lamp. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Outstanding. <laughs> All right, so now we know what kind of cookies they like to eat, what movies they're going to watch. And the last one, not the last one, second to last one, 
his holiday TV specials. I grew up in a time where there was no TV on demand. You had three channels. So when the TV specials <laughs> for Christmas came around, you got one chance to see it, and that was it. So yep. it was very special. So we these are all animated-type Christmas TV specials. All right, Eric, you ready? I'm ready. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer or Santa is Coming to Town? Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. All right. Same, Rudolph. That was a number one seed versus a number eight seed, if you couldn't tell. I was going to say, yeah, yeah that was because that, was that wasn't hard. All right. Number two, Eric, Frosty the Snowman or Muppet Christmas? Oh, now that's tough. Oh, I love the Muppets. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with the Muppets. Me that's, too. That's, that's tough. I love Frosty Snowman. Could you, uh, was it Scatman Crothers? Jimmy, the... Jimmy, Jimmy Durante. Jimmy, Jimmy Durante, right, yes. Jimmy Durante. Uh, but I'm going with the Muppets, too, just because I love the Muppets. All yeah. right. And the next one is Charlie Brown or Garfield the Cat Christmas. Eric? Charlie Brown. Yeah. Charlie Brown. Charlie. Brown. Yeah, Charlie Brown. Easy. Yeah, Garfield was a low a high seed too. It was um yeah. low seed. It, you know, how many people actually saw that one? But hey, I was yeah, just saying, I, I, I don't think I ever saw it. <laughs> was there a lasagna joke in oh, there? Oh definitely. No, I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> And the last bracket is The Grinch Who Stole Christmas, the original version of Boris Karloff, and Mickey's Christmas Carol. Gene? Uh, I don't like either one of them. Uh, I'll go with The Grinch, just because it's more iconic. Okay. Yeah, I gotta go with the Grinch. All right, so it's the that's, Grinch. That was, that's, it's not that the was, weird one with Jim Carrey. That one freaked although, me out. Yeah, but yeah. you know what? You know what though? That one, it, he, he, Jim Carrey cracks me up. So, so wow. that one was that one was entertaining just because of him. That explains it wasn't a, a lot great, about you, Gene. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> so now we're down to the next round. So, guys, which one are you going to pick, Rudolph or Muppet Christmas? Rudolph or Muppet Christmas? Um, I'll go with Muppets. I'm going to go with Rudolph. All right. I have to break a tie. I'm going with Rudolph here. That's fair. Too many songs. Yep. Gotta love them. And uh, just that the the monster gets all his teeth pulled toward the end. Classic. (laughs) That's good. (laughs) And then Charlie Brown versus Grinch Who Stole Christmas. Gene? Charlie Brown. Charlie Brown. All right, so we have a number one versus number two seed. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer or Charlie Brown? All right, Eric, who do you want? Charlie Brown. I'm going with Rudolph. Ooh. Oh, wow. Here's the pick. Drum roll. I'm picking Charlie Brown because what other shows you get a dance named after and you get scripture in the um, thing as well. Uh, You know what? There's there's a good point. I hadn't thought about that. You're right. Yeah. So, so, who, so who did the seeding? <laughs> I actually looked on. I did a Google search, and they had listed them. Uh, oh, so okay. I was gonna say if you did the seeding, and you put. I thought maybe Charles Schultz's family did it. Well, <laughs> nice. Listen to our part in the confusion podcast, and uh, Ernest Watts actually tells the story how the scripture got in there, and Charles Brown, Charles Schultz. Uh, threatening to pull it if there wasn't scripture in there. Is oh, that right? Oh. Yeah. Is that, is that true? Yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, wow. Well, if Ernest says it, it's got to be true. So, <laughs> In earnest, we trust. In earnest, we trust. Okay, the right. last segment here, guys, is the 
unwritten rules of gift giving. And I guess they're not unwritten because I saw them written down on a po- website. <laughs> but you know, you know, tell me each of you what's unwritten rule of baseball. Tell, just give me one. You don't you don't steal uh, bases when you're up by you know eight runs. Right, Eric. Can you think of another? Oh yeah. Um, uh, you don't uh, celebrate a home run too much. Like carrying your bat all the way down to first base. Right. Yeah. yeah, that kind of thing. Yes, exactly. So this is the time of year where it sometimes can get awkward. Should I give a gift? How much a gift should I give? Things like that. So according to this one etiquette website, it says the first rule is this. And Jean, you can say if you think this is yes, no, or she's crazy. If you get a gift, you have to give a gift back. You must exchange gifts if you get one. You know, I, uh, I would say that I... I would say no, except I would also say at the same time, I feel like I have to, you know, if somebody gets me something, I almost feel like I have to go get them something, even though technically I don't think you have to, because you didn't, you didn't have some kind of agreement to do that. So I I don't know if it's necessary, but I know I personally probably would feel I have to. I know at work, I buy gifts for the people who work for me and some of my volunteers. And always there's somebody comes up and gives me something and I'm not prepared. I feel so bad. So now I buy a couple extra gifts just to have in my office. So. <laughs> Sneaky. Yeah, guilt works in a lot of different ways. Eric, yeah. do, here's your next one, Eric. Okay. So this lady says, gifts must be of equal value. Like if, if somebody gives you something of like it's worth $30, you, sh- you can't go out to dollar store and buy them something for $3. Oh, I don't think that's true. Um, it, it, I mean, it, that kind of goes against the spirit of Christmas, right? If you're counting how much something is worth, you know, if you get a gift, you should be happy with it. You don't have, you know, who knows what's going on in somebody else's life. Right. And you don't, you know, just accept any, any old gift will do. I, I agree. It's, I mean, what's that old deal? That is just, it's the thought that counts, right? Right. It shouldn't be, it shouldn't be the dollar amount that be. And that's part of what's wrong with Christmas today is that we're doing more bean counting than we are uh, thinking even we don't even think about what the what the holidays even about anymore the the whole you know Christ has gotten lost in Christmas a long time ago so mm-hmm. I think that that uh, when we're counting uh, and trying to match up gifts like that I think it's it's everything that's wrong with Christmas in one of my devious moments I told my wife that in the Christmas cards we're sending out and by the way both you guys are on the good list you're getting a Christmas card um, right. I said maybe we should put a line in there that says We've been so blessed this year by winning the lottery. Hope to see more of you this next year and see what people would do. <laughs> that's that's just cruel. Right, we didn't do it. I just had a you moment. Could find, you know what you could find out? You could find out real quick who your real friends are. That's what you could do. Well, I think <laughs> I already know who my real that. friends are. I'd find out who aren't my real friends in a hurry. <laughs> All right. Um, next one, Gene. Once you begin a tradition of giving a gift to somebody, you can't stop it unless you both agree to it. I would have to agree with that. Uh, Otherwise, it gets kind of awkward. I mean, if you don't, if you've started doing that and then one year one of you does and one of you doesn't, that's kind of, that's a little awkward, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, So so I would say, yeah. I mean, I'll go as far as with our extended family. We talk every year before Christmas about what we're going to do. In other words, are we going to exchange gifts? Are we not? Are we setting a dollar limit? Because there's so many people to buy for right. that you could go broke. So I would say that, yeah, I think that's. I think you have to do that. Mm-hmm. All right, Eric, here's another one for you. 
You should always spend the same amount on each one of your children. Yes. Yes. I, I agree with that. We have a budget for each kid. And not so much because you want, you know, to uh, uh, treat them equally or, or whatever. It's it's more about just keeping the budget in line for, for Christmas. Because otherwise, you know, if you don't have a budget set, then uh, yeah, you can go out and spend way more on one kid accidentally, mm-hmm. um, which isn't really fair. I, 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 uh, amen. I think that's, I think that's because it's really, real easy to go off the rails, but you know, my, my, uh, my wife and I actually took things when, when my kids were young, we took things a little farther than that. Not only did we spend the same amount, we wanted to have the same amount of gifts for them to open right? because kids pay attention to that stuff. (laughs) Yeah. That's almost more important when they're little than, yeah, yeah. they don't, they don't, it's like they're yeah, once you get older, nobody, you know, sh- right. shut, you know, be quiet, just go yeah. away, you know, yeah. but when they're little, they pay attention to that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, when I was about 10 years old, we did the same thing. My parents were very good about even gifts and number of gifts, and my mom stored all the gifts out in the trailer, and we knew that, and she locked our camping trailer with all the good gifts out there, and one year, we're opening up gifts, and under the tree, Instead of getting three gifts, I got four. And then I got five. I had six gifts, and my brothers and sisters each had three. And they're all looking at me and looking at my mom. And I said, I don't know. And my mom says, oh, I forgot what I got, Paul. And I thought he'd been so good this year. My my <laughs> siblings did not agree to that very much. Of course, I always remember that story. So that went over big, I'm sure. You, no. And I'll bet you, I'll bet you still hear about that. I think I have the scars from the noogie still. So. <laughs> all right, here's the last one for both of you guys. How do you politely but nicely sh- take a gift that you're not happy with? Are you guys good poker players? <laughs> so was the was the gift given with knowledge that it wasn't something I no, wanted? No, you're or, sitting there, everybody's looking at you, you uh, open up a gift, and you don't like the gift at all. And that person's sitting in the room waiting for you to respond. Oh, yeah, you, you fake it. Oh, I'm, I'm real good at that. I can, oh, I can all right, Gene, go, give me an example now. Oh, you know, this is awesome. You know, thank you. And, and uh, this will be perfect in my office. And I really appreciate it. And, and I don't know how you thought of it, but thank you very much. And it's as simple as that. Wow. You know, usually because, you know, and and the hardest part for me isn't getting the tone of my voice right. It's making sure my face matches with yes. what's coming out of my mouth. Do you make eye contact or not? Uh, uh, probably not. <laughs> probably not. My wife will tell you that I do not have a good poker face, ah. but but if I could talk to somebody on the phone, she said I could I could fool anybody. She said, but you do not have a good poker face. But I I've gotten pretty good at it at Christmas because I get my you know especially my kids. My kids have gotten me a lot of stuff over the years that I'm just like, what in the heck am I going to do with this? <laughs> but you know you don't want to hurt their feelings. Right, right. Eric, how about you? When you get that but, rough gift, what do you do? Um, well, I just sort of, you know, it just be as gracious as possible. I say, you know, something like, boy, a, a, a Denver Broncos baseball <laughs> cap. I, I can't believe how blessed I am to have you in my life. <laughs> wow. And, and then, then everybody immediately throws up when you say that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Nobody believes it. Nobody believes the, that one. The important thing is that, uh, uh, that I tried. You know what? It really is hard. And again, you know, it comes back to it's the thought that counts. Right. So that's what you, that's what I 
I always try to keep in mind that they, they actually went out and they thought this was a great idea. But think so, about kids. When they open a gift like socks from their grandmothers or, or something totally ridiculous, I mean, they have to... They try to show like they're happy, but they're really not. No, I don't even. No, I don't even think they do anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. I remember my kids one time getting uh, like my my daughter got like a pair of pants from from my grandmother, her great grandmother, uh-huh. and she was like, just like, and she was like, she opened it up, she went, oh, and then she just threw it up to the side. What's <laughs> 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 the next? She said, oh, oh, and I'm like, oh my god. So, you know, kids don't care. All right. All right, and do you guys have any rules about what you buy for your spouses that can help me maybe because I don't always do a great job with this? Oh, yeah, nothing to do with housework. Right. That's one. Okay, I'm writing that down now. No housework. Oh, I think you knew that one already. Yeah, you probably knew that one. Yeah, yeah um, that I rice cooker asked... didn't go so well that couple of years ago. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I, I just straight up ask. I do too. And they tell you exactly, or they just say, "Give me the money, I'll take care of it." Uh, No, they tell me. She tells me. What I what I get from my wife is, I say, "Give me some ideas." You know, I I don't want her to tell me exactly what I should buy her, but I want just give me some ideas. Just give me, you know, what's a few things that you know you think you could use, you know, and then I go out and I pick from there, and and it kind of gets me started. Mm -hmm. You know, one thing I'm lucky is my wife um, is a chocolate addict. So every year, one of the things I, I go, we have this this chocolate shop near us that makes everything, you know, from scratch and, and they make it right there. So I always every year, that's my first stop. And then after that, it doesn't matter what else I get or as long as the chocolate's there, I'm OK. Mm, chocolate. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So so with my wife, Amy, it, it kind of depends on the year. Right. So there's some years where she's very focused and knows exactly what she wants. And she'll just say, hey, this is this is it. This is what I want. Yada, yada. And um, I can go out and get that. That's easy. And so in other years, it's more um, like what Gene was describing. It's like, I, you know, I ask her what she wants. She gives me some idea. I go out. I invariably get the wrong thing. And she takes it back and gets what she really wants. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's the hardest thing for me was was figuring out, like, uh, is is my wife once said to me, don't buy me clothes. Right. Don't ever buy me yeah. clothes. Because, yeah, you know. Stick. Because yeah, because you don't know my style, you don't know my size, and then I got to go back, and it's going to be a pain in the butt because I got to now go exchange it and fight the crowds. And so yeah. I've stayed away. From, I've stayed away from. Yeah, that. I bought Amy a dress right after we got married, and I thought I had done such a great job, <laughs> and it was like this hundred percent polyester, uh, <laughs> like like cheap polyester, not even like a decent material, and she just felt, and that was. She did not have a great poker face, is what I'm trying to say. Um, it was pretty obvious right now. She's like, ah, oh, oh, great. And I was like, oh, that did not work out. So anyway, so she took it back and uh, got something she wanted. Yeah. Save the receipt. Yeah. Always, Always save, save the receipt. receipt. Yes, yeah. But it's it's been a topic of conversation, and she's gotten a lot of mileage out of that over the years. So at least I gave her that gift. Excellent. All right, I'm going to give... We're going to we start. always go ahead. Go ahead. Gene. I'm sorry, Paul. I said we always manage to give our wives things that they will never forget, no matter how long <laughs> we're married. True. Yes, exactly. It's sort of those moments where I love you, but this gift, uh, not so much. Right. Well, we're going to wrap up and I'm going to give these guys about a minute each to sort of tell me what they are looking forward to either on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day that makes them feel blessed and um, enjoy the season. And then I'll wrap it up. And just to remind you again, uh, you can download this podcast off the Pardon the Confusion website in the future. Um, we'll be getting it 
uh, Boys of Summer will have its own podcast on iTunes. So, Gene, you have about a minute. Why don't you tell us what works for you around Christmas season? Uh, you know, it's funny. I always tell my wife, uh, this is my favorite time of the year. And it's and it's not for any other reason than people seem to be nicer, by and large, because I don't I no longer go to retail stores. I do all my shopping online, so I don't have to deal with the general public. But I just like the feeling of this time of year. Everybody seems to be in a happier mood. And uh, you and I talked a little bit before the, we started the podcast today. And one of my favorite things is my wife and I go to this little tiny church that we belong to. Uh, it's a little Anglican church that was built in the mid-1700s. It's a very old church. And when you walk in this church, it just, uh, on Christmas Eve, when we go for Mass, it's just, it, there's this special feeling that you have that I don't have any other time of the year. And it's just one of those things that uh, I, I can't explain it. I just know that I always leave there. I always feel good. And that 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 carries me for a little while after that. So it's something that, that I really, really look forward to on Christmas Eve. Mm. Well said. Eric? Yeah, yeah. for me, it's just getting the family, you know, getting the kids home from college and just hanging out, um, not really doing a lot, just having just like complete downtime. It's really the one time of year with my job where everything kind of comes to a screeching halt. Um, and we just, you know, can sit around and enjoy each other and watch uh, the Christmas Story Marathon on uh, was it TBS that plays it for 24 hours. Yeah, so uh, that's that's uh, that's pretty much what it is for me. Um, just just family time, and then that bleeds right into our anniversary is on the 30th. So Ooh. oh, perfect, yeah, perfect. Yeah, so 30 years. This this good for you. Yeah, pretty exciting. 30 years. Well, I know I which know. one of you two looks like it's been 30 years more than the other one. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I, I'll never sorry, sorry, Eric. That. I don't want to blast you that way, but hey. <laughs> right. um, what about you? For me, I, I agree totally. Um, if, if you've listened to this podcast for a little bit, um, you might know that I've been a minister for over 30 years. I was a pastor of local churches for a good part of that. And so Christmas Eve is a busy time. It's a working time, but it's a special time as well. So to get home after all the services are done, to sit around the trees all done, all the shopping's done, and just sit and talk with my wife, and having Christmas music playing, and just relaxing, and the next day is such a sweet moment, and we have the family, now all our kids are, are away, and they come like the next day or so after that, but man, I'm so blessed, and I have good friends like you guys, and we have good listeners, so keep on listening to us, we appreciate your support, also support Gene's uh, radio uh, as well, sportscountry.net, you'll hear other good shows on there as well. So for Gene Gums and Eric Braun, this is Paul Arnold. Have a happy holiday and a Merry Christmas.